Dear saints and members of Zion and visitors here today, and most especially Drew and Miriam, grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. To start, uh, by way of introduction here, I want to say that I love weddings. Uh, they are beautiful. Uh, they are emotional. It's almost impossible not to get teary-eyed seeing what's happening here, how beautiful and godly and wonderful this is, and how good it is. Um, I also want to say that I hate preaching at weddings <laughs> um, because there's so much going on. Uh, there's the bride, obviously, there's the groom, uh, there's the music, there are the children, there are all of the decorations, there's the, the, the reception afterward and all these great things and all these festivities, the things that we've been uh, waiting for, building up to this whole time. And because of that, and because of all those things, um, people really don't care about the sermon all that much, which is why I think Drew and Miriam asked me to preach uh, for today. Um, I know what I'm up against here, so I'm going to make you guys a promise, okay? Uh, I'm going to promise to keep it brief, which is very hard for me to do, and I want one thing in return. Uh, that is that you pay attention. Um, pay attention to the words. Take them to heart, especially you, Drew, and Miriam, okay? Uh, this sermon is for all of you who are married here. All of you who, who desire marriage, who seek it in the future to know what marriage is. And uh, if you're a Christian and you're not married, for you to know what the Lord did and what marriage is and how to uphold it. To keep the sermon short, I'm only going to make one point, And it is this in the Holy Gospel, uh, according to St. Mark chapter 10, verse 9. The Pharisees go up to Jesus and ask him a question. Jesus responds and then he says these words. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. That's it. And that is what you need to know and treasure in your heart for always. What God has joined together. Notice the grammar here. Who is doing the joining? It is God. God does the joining. He brings them together. Today, God is the actor. He is the one working, he is the one joining, he is the one uniting, he's the one doing the wedding, he's the one doing all these things that we see here today. The wedding here is God's work. It is God's decision. It is his joining. It is his choice. I know what it looks like to our human eyes. Um, both of you, uh, Drew and Miriam, have made a lot of decisions and choices in your life. Uh, you decided and chose who to talk to in your life, uh, who to date, um, where to work, where to live, uh, what to study, all these sort of things. You both met each other and then you chose to talk to one another and then flirt with one another and then get along and then go on a date and then go on another date and so on and so forth. Uh, you both made the decision and the choice to marry a Christian. In fact, when I was getting to know you both, I asked you, uh, what is the number one thing you're looking for in a spouse? Uh, and independently, separately, you both said the same exact thing. Uh, I'm looking for a Christian, a, a real, true, devoted Christian. Um, and then shortly after, 
Uh, along with that, uh, Miriam chose to interrogate Drew on his theological views. Um, and there was no way Miriam was not going to be Lutheran. I know that. Miriam grew up Lutheran. Her parents are Lutheran. Her brother is a Lutheran pastor. Uh, her other brother was an elder of this church here, the Lutheran church. Her other, other brother is a solid confessional Lutheran too. And so Drew didn't stand a chance <laughs> in any of it. Um, after a lot of talking and listening and studying and questions uh, and talking with Drew, God blessed Drew with faith. And the thing that makes him a Lutheran is that he pleads the righteousness of Christ above all things. Uh, more than his own righteousness, more than his works. He trusts and he is certain and confident of his salvation because of what Jesus did for him on the cross. That is what it means to be a Lutheran. And that Christ has made full satisfaction for all of his sins. And Drew is a great Lutheran. He confesses this. Uh, he is um, a great man, and I know that God will make him a great husband. Again, the point I'm making is that you made a lot of decisions, and all of these things are the choices you've been making. You guys made all sort of choices leading up to today, decisions for today, where to have the reception, where to have the wedding, all those sort of things. Hundreds and thousands of choices along the way. So I grant that it seems like today you're making just one more choice along with the other thousand. Well, what's the difference? And so it seems like it's just one more decision just to get married and just one more of your choices. And like you're asking God, well, why don't we just bless this choice of ours? And what I want to say is that that's wrong. That's not it. That's not only what it is. The truth is that this is simply how God works. It's not that all of this is your doing. And that God is just sitting passively by, wondering, well, who are you going to marry? I don't know. It's that all of this was God's doing from the beginning. All of it. God simply uses human mechanisms and means to accomplish his will that he already set apart and determined before the foundation of the world in eternity. That is how God works. This is how he works when he, when he used ordinary water to wash away your sins in holy baptism. This is how he works when he uses the voice of a man preaching the gospel to forgive your sins and declare you righteous before him. This is how it works when you get daily bread, when you get food in front of your table. There are farmers, there are bakers, there are managers, all these sort of things, this big mechanism and structure just to get bread on your table. And yet the one who was doing it all, working through all those things, was the Lord. It looks like it was all those people who did it, but it was really the Lord who provides daily bread. He opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. And that is simply what's happening here today. God is working in the same way, not in spite of your choices, but through them, all of them. The good ones and the bad ones, the Lord used. What you decided here today is what God has already decided long, long ago. Before you made any one decision, he already made all of his. And we, all of us here, are just seeing it unfold right now. Now we're seeing what God decided. But this is not a surprise to him. 
He's the one who arranged it, and th- which means that today is more than just paper. Uh, it's more than just an event. It's more, uh, more than just a formality or an agreement. There is a spiritual reality, a profound spiritual reality going on here, a spiritual force that brought you together, and that spiritual force is the Lord, Jesus Christ, who brought you together in this way, and that is, that is his union for you. And this is so good. It's so good. This is everything. This is your confidence and your joy and your relief and your comfort that God has joined you together. That means that Drew and Miriam, you, you never have a reason, you never have an actual legitimate reason to sit around and wonder or look around or, or dart your eyes and ask, did I make the right decision? You, you never have to ask, am I doing the right thing here today? Or is she really the one? Or is he really the one? Because from now on, you will never have a reason to wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning and think maybe there are greener pastures somewhere else. Maybe there's something better out there. You don't have... No, no, there aren't. Because if there were, then the Lord would have given that to you. But he didn't give you those things. He gave you this. The better thing is what you have here. He gave you her and he gave you him. And that means you can rest and you can be confident that right now and right here is where God wants you to be. You could have been anywhere in the world and God brought you here at this time and this place. Through every event and every decision and every choice, the good ones and the bad ones, God got you where you were supposed to be right here. Right now, at 4 p.m., here in this church, hearing these words, this was God's plan and his time the entire time. While you were in your mother's womb, God knew all of your days before you lived one of them. He planned them, and he brought you to where you are right now. I want to I say something here. I want to set the record straight on this. Personally, it is my own personal opinion that I think you guys made the right choice. Okay? That, setting the record straight. I think you guys chose beautifully. Um, I think you guys bring the best out in one another, really. Uh, that you're stronger together, your faith is stronger together, you're happier together, uh, you're wonderful together. That is my opinion, if you ask me. But you don't need my opinion at all. Not now, not anymore. And you don't need anybody else's opinion anymore. You don't need anybody else's opinion, whether it's family or friends or, 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 or co-workers or anything like this. And this means on top of that, you don't even need your own opinion anymore. Not even your opinion matters as to whether or not you should be together because you have here today God's opinion and his choice. God is giving you his opinion here, confirming it before your very eyes, giving you to each other as a gift Your relationship and your marriage is not based on some flimsy human decision or opinion or out of convenience or some carnal agreement, whatever it might be. You can know with certainty and conviction that your union is founded on the firm bedrock of the decision of God himself. That is what's happening here today. 
God is doing something for you. He's revealing this to you. And I want you to learn it well and treasure it in your hearts above all things. You will need this information. You will need these words when your marriage gets hard, uh, which happens to all people. And when it does, don't give up. Remember these words. Don't despair if it doesn't feel like it once felt, even if it, that's in 20 minutes from now. <laughs> don't, don't despair. Don't let that dissuade you or bring regret upon you. Your feelings are going to change a thousand times. God's word doesn't. Even in the midst of a disagreement and a fight, you can remember and have confidence that it was the Lord who brought you together. You'll make many mistakes in your marriage, but that you are married is not a mistake. The devil will want you to despair. Don't listen to him. There'll be some people who give you bad advice. Don't listen to them. Listen to Jesus. Listen to his words and what he says to you. Today, clearly and plainly, he tells you in this very way, out of great love, God joins you together. And it's so good. Um, I know at the beginning of the sermon, I said I was going to make one point, and I realized I lied. <laughs> um, there's another point. Uh, I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to close here. I want to recap everything you just saw probably 20-some minutes ago. We were all invited here today, and then we saw a bride decked out with her hair and makeup done, dressed from head to toe, standing out from every other woman here. And she walks in here in this, down this aisle, holding on to the arm of her father. And as she's walking down, she's looking forward to her groom from across the sanctuary there. It's beautiful. And all eyes are on her. Everybody was looking and everybody saw it, how good that was. However, I did notice a, some of you turn around and look at Drew. <laughs> some of you look, turn around to see him. And in fact, once I saw Miriam, then my eyes turned to Drew and saw his reaction. And in fact, I saw the, the photographers do that. And they got a picture of it, which is good. Because um, does anybody really care about the groom at that time? <laughs> but you see this. And, and what you see when, when you look at Drew's face, when you see the groom's face, you see his face light up and he's smiling from ear to ear and there are tears of joy in his eyes and, and his heart skips a beat and he's filled with joy and delight seeing his bride come down the aisle. The moment a groom sees his bride is so beautiful. There, there are just no words to say. It's incredible. It's one of the most endearing things to watch. The point I'm making is this. That look, that image, that picture that we saw here that's in our minds is how the Lord Jesus looks at all of you. This entire wedding is a picture of Christ and his dear church. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 5 says this, As the bridegroom rejoices over his bride so shall your God rejoice over you. That is astounding to me because did you ever think of how God looks at us? 
Uh, me, personally, I have this in my mind that God just sometimes is, is shaking his head, looking at me like, what in the world are you doing? I can't believe this. Uh, just uh, ashamed of me and disappointed and angry. And the scriptures tell us the opposite. They say, he looks at us with love, with his eyes filled with love, like a bride, uh, like, the, like the groom looks at his bride. That's how he sees us. And the reason he looks at us this way is because even though we have much shame and guilt and regret, our dear Lord has forgiven all of our sins. He's forgiven all of your sins through the death of his only son, Jesus Christ, who poured out his life through his wounds for you. You didn't ask for it, and yet he did it. Faith grasps this and believes it. He took our flesh, flesh of our flesh, bone of our bone, and poured out his life and blood for you. The day is coming when the curtains on this life will close. For all of us individually and collectively all together, I don't know when that will be. Everything will come to an end. You'll stand before God, your maker. But you won't stand before him in shame or guilt. You'll stand before him like a bride stands before her groom. And he will look at you like the groom looks at his dear bride. And that is the mystery of marriage. That is the blessed picture of what it is to be married. You have a God who laid his life down for you, who gave every breath in his lungs for you, who poured out all he had for you. Jesus died on the cross. He forgave your sins. He wiped away your guilt and drew in Miriam the one thing that you, your marriage needs the most. Of, of all things, it's not money. It's not friends. It is not a house. It's not cars. Nothing. It's not those things. The one thing your marriage needs most above all things is Jesus. And the reason you need Jesus above all things is because you need his forgiveness. The one thing you need so much is the one thing he gives so much of, which is his forgiveness. That is what your marriage is based on, and that is what will continue it day after day until you take your final breath in this life. Until God does you part by his holy will. And he forgives you and he loves you and he saves you. And your marriage will survive. It will survive until the end. And you will make it until that final day. Just so long as you have Jesus. Just so long as you have his word and his blessing upon you. God loves you for the sake of Christ who died for you. Drew, you're not your own anymore. You are Miriam's. And Miriam, you are not your own, you're Drew's. And both of you belong to Jesus, and this is such a beautiful day. Drew and Miriam, God bless you this day, the day of your wedding. As he joins you together here in a few moments, may God bless you on this wedding day. But even more, may God bless your, your marriage, your lifelong happy marriage that will be fruitful and full of peace and joy and love that God gives you. From this day forward, you're not two, you're one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.